Hello everyone and welcome back to American Hot Topics. Today's topic is about racism in America, white supremacists, and George Floyd. So we all been seeing in the news this month of May, uh, a lot of African Americans been killed and um, people are outraged about it. So we'll start with Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia. He was jogging in his neighborhood, stopped by a vacant house, and he didn't take anything. He didn't vandalize anything. He just looked around, he left, and he was then accused of being a burglar in the neighborhood. And so uh, dad and a son tried to make a citizen's arrest because they said that's a law or something in Georgia where they can make a citizen's arrest. But they said there's also, you cannot make a citizen's arrest if the person did not commit a felony crime. So what he did was considered a misdemeanor. So it was not necessary to try to make a felony, uh, I mean, a, a citizen's arrest, you know, they could have just called the police on him or something. You know, he was jogging. He didn't steal anything. So it was unnecessary what they did. So he's dead for no reason. Then we have Breonna Taylor. She was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky with her boyfriend. They were sleeping after midnight. Someone showed up at their door and, and appeared to be breaking in. So her boyfriend jumped out, grabbed his gun, and he said, next thing you know, somebody's coming through his door. He fired a shot, he hit one of them, and next thing you know, they started firing bullets back and, and she got killed. And uh, she was a very good citizen. She was also, I think, an EMS or a paramedic or something. But anyway, her boyfriend got arrested. They were trying to charge him with attempted murder. But after, you know, he told his side of the story, they found out he was telling the truth. And um, that these were three white police officers had got permission to enter the home with a no-knock warrant. I don't know who thought of this idea to have a no-knock warrant. You know, if you show up at somebody's house after midnight and they hear somebody coming in their home, they're gonna automatically assume it's a burglar. So, you know, and they were at the wrong house because the person and the person they were looking for had already been arrested. So, you know, she's dead for no reason. And uh, Louisville, Kentucky said they're going to work on getting rid of that no-knock warrant. Uh, Texas just had to get rid of their no-knock warrant last year because they had some people got killed by officers because they tried to fight back, you know. Um, somebody entered their house and they were like, hey, this is a burglar. So, you know, but then the police got a nerve to shoot them. But you didn't enter their house and you didn't knock. You didn't uh, say who you were. So they were just defending themselves. So now we get to the biggest story of the week, which is George Floyd, a 40-something-year-old Minnesota African-American male. He worked as a truck driver and a security guard so you know we've been all seeing it on the news he went into the store 
Now, there was two different stories. There was one story that he tried to cash a fake check, and they called it a forgery in progress. And then there was another story about that he was trying to give them a counterfeit $20 bill. I don't know which one it is. Now, I did hear from the store owner. He said it was a counterfeit $20 bill that Floyd may not have known was a counterfeit but he talked very good about Floyd. He said he was a regular customer. He was a, a really good person. That's what he said. So he felt really bad about what happened to him. So after one of the employees called the police on him, um, you know, he they came to his car, made him get out of the car, they handcuffed him right away. And they walked him over to the uh, sidewalk and made him sit down and he was co- cooperating he was not resisting and all of a sudden they told him to stand up and walk across the street well they wanted to walk across the street because that's where they wanted to take him over there and try to hide him behind the squad car while they beat up on him handcuffed him slammed him on the ground and then this officer Derek put his knee to his neck and they said it took uh, two minutes and five seconds before he went unconscious and non-responsive. And, you know, the onlookers were saying, hey, he's not responding no more. He's not saying anything. You know, shouldn't you check his pulse or something? And the officer wouldn't do anything. He just kept his knee into his neck for a total of over eight minutes. Then... The fire department came there and they said when they got there, he had uh, no signs of life. So he pretty much died right there. You know, even though the officers tried to say, oh, he was unconscious when he went to the hospital and he died at the hospital. The fire department said, no, he was pretty much dead when we came and put him on the stretcher. So it was a very sad, tragic thing and people are outraged. So that's why they... Every, a lot of states, they're out there uh, uh, protesting, rioting, looting, everything, you know. Um, and so finally, yesterday, the officer that had his knee to Floyd's throat uh, got arrested. And he was charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. And he may face more charges because the FBI is still investigating to see whether they're going to bring more charges against him. And so the interesting thing about this story is, is that um, they were talking to a club owner out there and she said Floyd and this officer that had a knee to his throat, Officer Derek, they both worked at her nightclub. They were both security guards there. Um, She said Floyd worked in the inside and Officer Derek worked on the outside security. She said Officer Derek always uh, did have a little uh, temper, kind of hot-headed and she said, you know, he would be quick to pepper spray someone. So, uh, being that these two were co-workers, I'm kind of thinking they had some bad blood or something, uh, some animosity uh, between them or something went on between them because now it's looking more like to me that this was a setup. This officer, Derek Chevron, arranged this to kill Floyd. 
you know and if you really look at the video you look at the way they took him out the car they put him one one on the sidewalk then they said oh come over here you know they're trying to hide him on that side of the street uh where people won't see what they're about to do to him and so you know and then they work together so something happened you know so maybe know as they uh investigate maybe they'll find out you know what's the reason uh he felt the need to kill him so therefore if we if they find out this was premeditated that means they can charge him with first degree murder instead of you know third degree and so so i'm just glad they got at least one of them you know some people are saying oh no they need to get all three of them they all were in on it well which is true you know, um, but they, hey, at least they got the main one, so I'm happy about that. Um, but you know, a lot of people might say, well, you know, why is there so much problems between white officers and black people? Why does this keep happening? Well, I, I'm gonna explain that. Um, in 2006, Ku Klux Klan and other white organizations decided to become police officers. So they basically infiltrated law enforcement. And so, and this is true, it's documented by the FBI. Um, because once uh, they, a lot of them got on the police force, a lot of black people began to complain about being harassed by white officers. So once so many complaints came into the uh, FBI, they decided to investigate. And this happened back in 2014 or maybe 15. And they said after, you know, investigating all these police departments, they found out that 95% of police officers, uh, police departments in America are, or have been taken over by uh, white supremacists and so that's why you have so many uh, white officers and black encounters because they became police officers just so they could harass beat or might even kill a black person and so that's why you constantly see this and you know I know there's some people out there say oh but there's some good officers out there aren't all of them bad but, you know, a lot of black people are now not, we know there's some good ones out there, but at the same time, they're not stepping up to stop what's going on. If you're a good officer, when you see an officer with his knee into uh, someone's neck, you're supposed to push that officer off of that person and say, that's enough. The person said it can't breathe. You know, that's what a good officer would do. A good officer would come back to that police station and, and fill out a form against his another officer and, and complain about his misconduct while he's out in the streets. But they don't do that. So a good officer is not, um, you know, telling on these other officers. That makes them, you know, a part of the problem as well. So that's why some people say there are no good officers because nobody tells on them. So 
you know so Kate the Ku Klux Klan want to be officers this is the way they can attack black people and they can get away with it because they know if they are a part of law enforcement it's likely they'll get off with a lot of things and they do you know and then last year um, the government Homeland Security I think this happened in they said October 2019 they finally labeled white supremacists as the number one most dangerous terrorist in America so uh, so we thought that there would be um, a lot of arrests so if you want to label them that and you want to put it in government documents why has a, a, a lot of them being arrested because America has passed a law and that's called the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act uh, was passed to uh, prevent terrorism and drug trafficking. And y'all can go on your Google phone and look it up. What's the Patriot Act? It was passed in 2001 after the 9-11 when those uh, planes slammed into those buildings. I mean, and um, they passed this uh, law called the Patriot Act and it allows them to spy on American citizens without your consent. I mean, it is a violation of your constitutional right, Fourth Amendment, uh, that they're spying on your phone. So that means they're listening and recording to everything you say. They can also uh, GPS track you through your phone. They know everywhere you go. They can check into your computer. They can check into your bank accounts to see if you're doing any kind of money laundering or something. Uh, they said they can even check into your credit reports. I mean, it allows them to do a lot of spying on Americans. So if they are labeled the number one most dangerous terrorist in America, and you have a law called the Patriot Act, why aren't they being monitored, these white supremacist terrorists? And they're on the police force. So if they're officers, that means they don't get to be monitored like the rest of the Americans. You know, and what about the ones that are not? police officers aren't they being monitored aren't they uh why aren't they being arrested if you have now put them on the government watch list and they're supposed to be the number one most dangerous uh, terrorists in america uh, you know i don't know you know a lot of people on this a lot of people on this uh being watched but where, why are they being round up and arrested? I don't get that one, but that's America for you. But moving on, so we might say, what is the solution for this? You know, people are saying, I mean, I saw the, the CNN lady, she broke down and she just started crying. This was the white CNN reporter. I don't know her name right now. She was interviewing somebody from um, Minnesota that was on the um, city council board and she CNN anchor she just broke down and she started crying she was just like I just don't know what to do she said I'm, I'm so hurt I'm so upset about what's going on and, and me as a white person I just don't know what to do and so the black person that she was interviewing told her, 
Well, what you could do is start, um, you know, filing complaints, you know, about, you know, these officers. Because basically, the only people that could stop uh, racism and, and all this white supremacist terrorists in America is white people. Black people, Mexican people, we cannot stop it. Only white people can step up and stop this. And you can do that by going into your local, going into police stations and filing, uh, going to eternal affairs and filing complaints against officers when you see them doing wrong in the community. Uh, when you see them attacking someone out on the street, you can step in and try to stop them. It's not like you're interfering. If you know that this person is doing excessive force, I mean, because I know you're not supposed to interfere with police uh, procedures when they're out there. But if they're committing excessive force on a person and you know they're about to kill that person, then I think uh, a person has a right to step in and say, hey, get off this person or you're going to kill him. You know, so you can that's something you can do. It also takes our president to step up. It's going to take President Trump or whoever our next president is going to be, they're going to have to publicly acknowledge that America has a racist, uh, America, yes, they're going to have to admit that America has a racism and a white supremacist problem. And it has become very serious at this point and they need to address the issue they need to and the president also needs to come down with some strict laws against these officers letting them know you when you're out here on those streets you cannot do this you cannot do that you're gonna have to you can't do this you know you've got to put some laws down for them and some rules and, and regulations against them and if they disobey these laws, then they get prison time just like everybody else. But as long as they just running wild and rampant, they don't have no laws against them, they're going to run around and do whatever they want to do. We're going to see more and more videos. So, you know, so I'm saying this is up to the president. This is up to white people that are not racist could step up and help put a stop to what's going on in America with this white supremacist stuff. And so, you know, Trump said he wants to make America great again. Well, here's to start with this problem that we have in America uh, with law enforcement. And so, you know, I can agree with him. America was a great at one time because some black people don't agree with that. They was like, he's talking about make America great again. Well, when was it ever great? Uh, so some black people don't feel America was ever great. I do. I was born in 1966. I'm 53 years old. And, you know, so for me, America was great in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And just that, uh, I'll say 2000. So that would be like 31 years. America was great you know, for black people, you know, black people were getting great jobs with General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, you know, um, black people had a lot of unity back then, you didn't have all this uh, police brutality and and uh, 
know, white supremacist groups attacking you and stuff. You know, you still had racism existed in those decades, but they were out of power then. You know, you didn't hear from them much. So um, America was great. Every Black people were doing fine and everything was going good up until we got to like the 2000s and 2001 when them planes hit and it just seemed like everything changed for America, you know. Next thing you know, everybody's under surveillance now. You got your privacy taken away from you. And, and then a couple years after that, here comes the, the white supremacists take over the police departments. And now it's just, and now you got coronavirus come along. And so, you know, the best advice I could give for uh, black Americans is... If you're tired, I would say give America two more years. But if you're tired of what's going on over here in America, then you need to pack your bags and move over to Africa. Because Africans over there are welcoming us to come over there. They're seeing what's going on over here. And they're saying, wow, you know, we've seen a lot of this over there. Y'all getting mistreated over there, you know. Um, and so they're inviting us to come over there. So I think eventually, if this doesn't stop, you're going to see a mass exit of black people leaving America. And I know some white supremacists, that's what they want. They'd be like, hey, good, get out of here. You know, uh, so, but hey, to be happy, you want to be happy, you want to be safe, you know, and to for black mothers I don't have any children I'm glad especially I'm glad I don't have any sons Uh, but black mothers who have sons they're worried about their sons driving out on the road you know um, even a a radio disc jockey in Atlanta he was sending his son off to college in Alabama and he was setting up a camera in the car for him and he was telling them how to have his uh, all his ID and, and registration is and, and insurance have it up in the sun visor where you can reach up there to get it. He said you don't want to do a lot of reach. I mean you're like terrified when you get pulled over uh, by a white officer. You know who's supposed to live like that? You know and then as the lady said in New York just a couple of days ago when she called the the police on the white guy when she was walking her dog. She made an interesting statement, but it was true. She said she apologized for calling the police on him, and she said she overreacted. She said she realized that she only called the police because she knew they would come to protect her because she was white. She said, and I know that other people don't have that luxury like I do. I said, oh, wow, she has a luxury. It is a luxury for white people to call the police. And and she's saying, I, I didn't get mad at her because what she's saying is true. Because, you know, if a black person called the police, it might not turn out right. You, you think you're calling them for help, and it might turn around against you. You might be wound up in the hospital or something. You never know. And so... Um, I really didn't want to talk about this subject. I was trying to get past it and not talk about it, but now it's just so much in the 
the media with this with the George Floyd guy and um, so I just felt the need to talk about it and then I know I have subscribers and listeners that listen to this podcast and they probably was you know wondering when I was going to speak about it I debated whether I was going to talk about it or not but I guess I had to because there's so much on the news about this uh, situation but uh, we just all gotta pray you know we gotta pray about this coronavirus you know and some people are calling racism a virus now they said we we said we got two viruses we got a racist virus and we got the coronavirus you know we gotta get rid of both of them uh, one day hopefully but anyway you all be safe out there make sure you uh, practice good hand washing and keep your mask on um, try to social distance as much as possible um, I know they're out there protesting they ain't doing much social distance but you gotta realize this virus is still out there too so um, you know um, just everybody just pray pray for America right now and pray for unity pray for this coronavirus to go away and uh, um and just be safe out there. So I'd like to thank you all for listening to American Hot Topics. If you like this podcast, please follow, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.